Welcome to City Limits. I'm Kevin. And I'm Ann. And you know what today is? I do. It's Derby Day. Yeah, I like your hat. Oh, well, you know, it's a, you have to wear a hat on Derby Day, Kevin. That's right. And you have to drink mint juleps. We have a couple. Yeah, I don't like them. You don't like them too much. <laughs> I put some fresh mint from the garden in there. So. Yeah, I appreciate it. but Yeah, I'm not a big fan either. But yeah. I'll probably switch to a beer after this. Yeah, know. after the show. Yeah, after the show. Um, what Did you pick a horse? Well, you know, I have the list of horses, and you know how I like to pick horses is by the name. <laughs> so I um, I was going through a few. I like Midnight Bourbon because it's, you know, it sounds like I probably would never drink a bourbon, but if I was going to do it, it'd probably be at midnight. Um, <laughs> the Dynamic One, Helium, but this one stood out to me. Hidden Stash wow. is kind of funny, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's a kind of, it's a lot of fun looking at the names. I don't know, I don't know who's, you know, whose place. It's in the leader rank board, number 16, number 16. <laughs> Not too good. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. How about yourself, Kevin? Um, yeah, I picked a similar uh, kind of. I picked it in a similar way. Uh, I was thinking, you know, Quincy politics. So I I picked uh, known agenda. Known agenda. That's yeah, good. yeah. Which I think is number favorite at number seven. Oh, you're um, you're probably gonna do better than me. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll see how it comes out. You know. Just for um, those out there, essential quality would be number one. I should have probably picked that one, but I'm going to stick with Hidden Stash. Yeah. Hidden Stash has got a good and name. Known agenda. And known agenda. But now that we have a couple mint juleps in front of us, it's time to uh, talk about Quincy politics. Uh, why don't you give us a recap on the finance meeting that happened the other night? So it was interesting because we we did meet the other night. It was a Monday night, and we got a um, we were. You know, there was a lot of a big presentation that was going to be coming before us, and there was a lot on the agenda. So the finance chair did let us know that he wanted to stop the meeting at seven thirty and move on to the next phase. But as always, the presentations went long, and um, then they were informative. So we had the council, the we had the president of the college present to us, and then we also had um, Mr. Hines present to us, and he gave us an update on how much the new city hall renovations would be if we were to stay in the glass city hall. And it was around twenty million dollars, um, give or take a you know give or take a couple, couple million. million. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we had a presentation from Joe Shea Jr., which was giving us kind of the presentation on how much it would cost for the Monroe Building. Um, I think it was fifteen million dollars for the Monroe Building, six million dollars to relocate the businesses in the Monroe Building, and then a couple of million dollars for um, for you know the planning out of plans, what the, yeah. yeah what the plans would look like. So that's kind of a recap of really. Um, what the present presentations were and we had um a lot of a lot of dialogue that was happening and you know a lot of great questions from my fellow colleagues um right. i was very happy about that um you know i had some specific questions and most of them were around similar things that i had concerned with um i know council pamucci had some great questions um yeah he was um concerned about he was concerned about the fact that the enrollment there is, was a they were predicting or, or asking for a 30 percent increase in space and he was wondering why if enrollment is decreasing and i think that's a question that it most was, people are wondering yeah it was kind of across the board um that people were asking that question and when we were asked when that question was answered it was you know you know will we will the college be growing into the space and there was no commitment i mean that was it was kind of that's the hope but you know really it was meant the extra space was going to give the students you know a place to 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 you know hang out or to i don't know study i'm not sure what it was yeah, really in the the typical like quincy I mean, community college student probably isn't hanging around the campus. He's probably trying to rush to to a class and then probably get to a job or, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So I mean, I it's it's most community colleges. They're not really. They're not. Um. You know, when it, when a student goes to a um 
to a, a college, but maybe on a campus if they're staying on a campus because they have dorms. Yeah, they're going to hang out in the they're going to hang out in the campus. But unless you have two classes, maybe you know you might hang out for a little bit. But they're not. I don't think that um, that this is really what's going to be happening. Is they're going to be sitting around in the building, the open space in the building? Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of your colleges. I mean, a lot of your question, <laughs> questions. Um, we're concerned. Oh, that meant julep going kick. <laughs> it's going pretty good. Um, some of your questions were had to deal with uh, their their budget, and yeah. uh, you were questioning whether it was artificially deflated. I was wondering if you could go into that. Maybe. Yeah. So one of the things that was happening is that the, the president of the college came back and said, you know, you know, last year we were running at a deficit, but the, you know, we're predicting that we're going to be, you know, we're going to be and we're we're going to be having a you know a surplus of a. I think a million dollars in the next year is going to be even more. But how they're doing that is, you know, the CARES Act is one way they're doing it. And that's a one-time shot in the arm, just like the vaccination is, you know, um, and it's a good one for colleges. And they did get the, any college that wanted to get, you know, funding from the, the, the federal government that came through the state colleges could apply to the state and they were, they were pretty much accepted and, and colleges were getting finances from the CARES Act. But the city of Quincy also, provided the CARES Act that came into the city of Quincy. The city of Quincy gave about $400,000 to Quincy College as well. So when they take that money and they put it into a line and they artificially, artificially deflate that down to say, hey, we're, do, we're, we're running in the positive, Kevin. Don't worry, Quincy College is doing right. great. And the other thing that I had, I really questioned was, you know, they were talking about GASB and GAP and, you know, accounting principles, which is, you know, um, Everybody's eyes just went <laughs> glazed. I mine didn't. I was a finance major, but you know, and there's a difference between it's you know municipality the way the municipalities actually do their financing and the way uh, you know a normal business does their financing. And and one of the things that Quincy College could do is um, it's it's a principle and it's the um, matching principle of assets. And what they would do is they would take you know they didn't pay their health care, but they should still account for their health care because right. it's part of what they do. And then it would show them at a deficit, but then they could have another line just like they have with the capital and their um, re their reserves. And you put a line item that shows that Quincy, the city of Quincy is paying the $2.4 million for their health insurance. And then you have a, a recap of really how you were able to make your budget work. Not just that the city of Quincy is subsidizing you because, you know, quote, air quotes, it's a department because in every sense of the form, this was a college that was working net zero to the city of Quincy. And not, it didn't impact the taxpayers at all. And then all of a sudden it hit a wall and we're having problems. And those problems are going to get exponentially bigger. And if we're not tracking it closer, we're going to end up in a situation where, you know, we'll build a building. And the next thing you know, they'll say, well, we're a department of the city and no other department pays rent to the buildings, even yeah. though we built a building. So yeah. we have to be extraordinarily careful about how we're moving right. forward with this. And not to make your eyes glaze, Kevin, because I don't want to, but that was what I was asking. Like, are you accounting for that? And are we not artificially deflating or increasing the fact that saying, saying that you're running in a, you're running, you know, you're running a surplus and patting yourself in the back is not a real pat on the back because you're not. And yeah. how you're running in that surplus is because of the generosity of the Quincy taxpayers, they're paying for things that you normally paid for. And when are we going to get back to yeah, you paying for especially it? Especially when he's got a ton of other... The administration has a ton of other requests coming down the line, and uh, so it's it's getting out of hand. Yeah. Um, and then you had a question about Seville Hall. I think that went by quick, and and and, and I know they have to answer it, but yeah. what was that? So so as I always do, I also took so the, the 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 college president. I asked for some things like you know I wanted to see you know how much did they pay for health care, and then also how did how much did they pay for their retirement, and then 
you know, there was a couple of other questions that I asked. And then I went and I pulled numbers from the Munis, which is on the city side, you know, to prove that they actually made those payments. The mm-hmm. retirement actually matched up line by line, except for they were paying, you know, if you had, if your bill was due on, you know, August 1st of 2019, the college wasn't paying that bill until May of 2020. So almost a year late. That's yeah. the first problem, but it matched up pretty well. The other thing was that the healthcare, the college said that they paid about $6.7 million worth of healthcare, but then I matched it up on the city side and it was about three hundred fifty-three dollars or $54,000 short. So the question is, where'd that money go? Did yeah. it get? I mean, if they can't pay their bills yeah. now, and we're talking about we're not to, we're, we're not talking about the one the two point four that they didn't pay. We're talking about the other ones that they did pay that seems to be shorted. And then there was an interesting thing because back when the city, um, and I say gifted because pretty much it was part of the um, it was part of the presence place building, but the real estate across the street, unless it was in Seville Hall, um, were in back taxes. So the city took it by eminent domain. Basically, they didn't have to pay the taxes. The city took it, and then it became part of Quincy College. It became renovated. And there was, you know, there was an act in 2006 that's um, basically saying that the college had to pay the city $100,000 compounded by 3% every year for the use of that building. And the use of the building was really for maintenance and different things that happened in that building. And what was interesting about that was it paid that 100% plus 3% all the way up until 2017. And then in 2017, it paid, it was supposed to pay $134,000 to the city of Quincy and it paid $67,000 to the city of Quincy. So there started the the snowball effect of not paying. So we haven't been, we weren't paid the whole 134,000 in 2017 and we haven't been paid since 2017 for Seville Hall. Now, I don't know why. And when you ask that question, nobody knows. So the college does have a chief financial officer. I was surprised that that person wasn't Wasn't on hand. Um, And, you know, and we also have a chief financial officer on the city side. So when we get our budget on the city side, you know, we're expected to just like look at this giant packet that they give us. It's all paper. And I'm not, I have to go through it line item by line item. I don't have access to it, um, that they work in it. And I expect the chief financial officer to know when you know revenues aren't coming in, even if it's only $134,000, because $134,000 is that chief financial officer's salary. Yeah. So it it matters, and right. it should matter to the taxpayers because every dollar we don't collect in is a dollar that we have to collect from you to pay the difference. And yep. And then another uh, question by other counselors. Uh, I know Councillor Kane had a question about the Monroe Building and taking it. Um, Mm-hmm. Because doing so would remove some businesses from the tax rolls mm-hmm. um, and stop it from being developed by a private enti- entity. entity. Yep. So, I mean, we hear all the time how Quincy real estate is so hot. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't make sense to remove this building and put it into the public domain. It really when- doesn't. I mean, I was taking advantage of the fact, knowing that we we're going to have another meeting, that my questions were all based on, I want more information. Right. And Councilor Kane said, I'm really surprised that somebody didn't ask this question because there was a lot of questions that were asked before yeah. him. And bravo to him because he did bring up something that was really important, which was, we are taking a building that has active businesses inside the building. We're paying $6 million to relocate them if they want to relocate in Quincy. $6 million doesn't mean that they get relocated in Quincy, Kevin. That could be, they could re- reloc- we've seen it. Businesses that were in Quincy relocated to Boston or relocated other places, but our tax dollars yeah, not all to do of it. them are going to open up in Quincy, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are, 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 are kind of upset about the whole process. So. Exactly. And, you know, Councillor Kane's concern was not only that, but then 
the other fact is that a lot of the certificate programs that we're asking for, you know, you can take a certificate program at Harvard and you can, he, I think he said, you know, you could, yeah. you, I think he said something you like- You mentioned how everything is moving online. It's and, moving and, online and it's, it's more cost effective to do those and cert, their certificates. They're not, right. they, we're not talking about accredited, accredited classes, yeah. but that is important for people to know that, that these, these questions were raised from the council. One of the questions right. that I raised, and I just want to mention this, Kevin, that was really, really important, was the enrollment was based at 5,700 students at Quincy College, and that was including dual enrollment. Yeah. And dual enrollment's tricky because that's our high school kids. Now, it's he. The, the suggestion was it wasn't just Quincy or North Quincy. It was Duxbury or Braintree or Archie's or private schools can all do dual enrollment, which is great. It's a great opportunity for a kid to take an advanced placement class get your your teacher that's teaching in your high school classroom is teaching the class they're getting approved from the college and it's a $300 they pay a $300 like a, a cost to get that accredited they take the test and if they get it accredited they can use it on their their applications to school and, and you know they'll get that class i think state street's given that a huge it was in the paper is giving a big bond for that all for dual enrollment but your kids these kids are never stepping foot in Quincy college yeah. and you know that's a big deal because if you take all those dual enrollments away from the 5,700, I'm sure we're a lot lower um, right. than that. So it's I think a, they, they, let's get back to enrollment. Like Quincy enrollment, they mm -hmm. said is at 19% Quincy kids. Yeah. But um, counting dual you're enrollment. asking Quincy taxpayers to pay for kids that could be from Duxbury, mm -hmm. Hingham, you know. All over the South Shore. All over the South Shore. So Plymouth. <laughs> Quincy taxpayers have to pick up the bill for that. $123 million building. Yeah. Quincy College will pay if they are, you know, if they're if they're capable of paying, they will pay a rent. But it's looking like, you know, they're going the wrong direction right, right now. And if they don't, the Quincy, the city of Quincy will have built the building and will be paying for students that could be coming from, you know, Hingham or Duxbury or and, and trust me, they do. They do take advantage of those schools. They may not come for the full associate's degree, but they're coming for yeah. the one off classes and they're being counted as enrollment. Yeah. And it's wrong. The 200,000 square foot building is. It's, I thought it was, we thought it was 15 stories last week. Mm -hmm. Find out it's 16. I wonder if the a 15 story building just went up. Now <laughs> we have to do a 16 story. We have to be one more. One more. And I think the mayor's <laughs> office is on the 16th floor. <laughs> so um, I know that's leading into a, a resolve you've, mm -hmm. you've, you've put forth. So yep. why don't you talk a little bit about that? So after the meeting, I was, I did suggest in the, in the meeting, I did say, wouldn't it be more prudent? <laughs> I mean, instead of spending, I believe that. A junior college, a, a community college is an important thing throughout the whole South Shore. But I don't think it's prudent for the taxpayers of the city of Quincy to fund it. And it wouldn't make more sense um, with the fact that President Biden is suggesting that he'll pay for two-year community colleges, state community colleges. Right. Why don't we get involved in the state? Why don't we become part of the state system of community colleges? We are, you know, we're, there's a, there's a large portion of the South Shore that has been neglected. We're not, we don't have a community college that goes all the way. Right. If you looked on the map of uh, community mass community colleges, there's sort of a hole between Boston, I mean, Quincy and, and, and Plymouth. Mm -hmm. There is um, Massasoit and Brockton. They have a Middleborough uh, campus, which is near Plymouth, but it's, it's basically teaching emergency medical services only. So there is a market here. But what a great partnership yeah. that would be. I mean, Quincy has a, you know, the nursing program is back. But, you know, it's and they're saying that we'll team with Fox Rock that hasn't even built anything. Yeah. I mean, and the building that they're going to build isn't going to be ready until 2026. And this school wouldn't open until 2026, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 27. So, 
I mean, there, there's so this- there's a huge problem. We have a problem today. Quincy College has a problem today, and right. they're suggesting that if we don't give them this new building, they're nomads. They're nomads. Yeah. We need this building. It's going to make a big difference, and people are going to just flourish and come yeah. to us. Not true, because you know, if you build it, they will come. It's it's a movie. It's not reality. Yeah. But here's the other thing, Kevin. If we truly believe that this is a college that's worth worthy of sticking around, so that we can make sure people have the opportunity to use it, then get involved in the state. Become part of the state program. Right. It's time. You know, and and the it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt Quincy, but what it would mean is that it'd be no longer. And when you brag about we're the only municipal college left in the country, there's a there's reason. A reason for that. There's a reason because you know we can't fund it. It's yeah. just you know we don't have a hospital, but we have a junior college, and and we shouldn't be in that education market because it's not it's not where we're supposed to be. Yep, and, and I, it's not right. And I think if you read between the lines, um, it's not really about Quincy College. It's about well, you can a be, building. yeah, you can read between the lines. Kevin. Someone yeah. putting, someone getting to put up another building. Yeah. And unfortunately that building, you know, we're talking about, and this, the, this administration basically has made it very clear in, you know, every, if it's a podcast or if it's the newspaper or if it's wherever it is, it is the current new city hall is so ugly. I've hated yeah. it since the day it was built. I think the hunger to knock that building down because of the disdain that they don't like it yeah. is the wrong reason to build a 16 building, 16 story building. And the new building sounds like they do nothing to to to, to emphasize that. Why would you build? <laughs> why would you do anything? If you want to talk about something that's tired that needs taken care of, it's it's that that city hall building. But you know, we we have to take care of things, and we and it's a it's a fine building, you know. And and the thing is, is that this 16 story building that they're talking about, which I think is really very funny, um, it is ugly. And in one of the videos recently, um, it was referred to as a cartoon. Oh, yeah. He, was, <laughs> he did his, uh, I think, with Joe Catalano. Yep. He said uh, two weeks two weeks before, he said it was a well-thought-out design. Mm -hmm. And then the other day, last Tuesday, he said it's it's a cartoon. It's more okay. of a cartoon. Oh, well, that is funny. So, um, it's funny. Um, and it's, I guess it's, he's sensing that there's some kind of uh, adverse reaction to those designs. It's hysterical but, to the taxpayers, too. It's, um, not, it's not really that funny, but... Yeah, so I think you know, I, I think right. the meeting itself was productive. A lot of questions came from it, and I was very happy with my fellow colleagues asking a ton of questions. And I just hope yep. they have the courage and convictions to keep asking these questions. Oh, and do you hear that? I do. You know what that is? I have no idea what that uh, that's is. That's a new feature, Anne. <laughs> We've added a new feature. I have no idea where we're going, everybody. We have listener <laughs> mail. It's right here. Oh boy. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> um. Why don't we start with the quick ones? Uh, this is from Kate. Um, tearing down a building listed on the National Register of Historic Places to replace it with what I consider from looking at the rendering an architecturally unappealing building is one of the many reasons this is not the solution to finding a home for Quincy College. The new Adams Hancock Common looks beautiful. Why ruin it? Mm -hmm. And why has there been literally no maintenance to the City Hall Annex building? Why is it a tear down only solution? That is a problem. So yeah. we just talked about that. So I'm not going to go any further. Do we have other ones? I think that's great, Kate, and I agree. We do. Uh, Jean, um, as a retired nursing educator, I don't feel it is appropriate for the city to oversee an academic institution such as Quincy College. City Hall politicians are not versed in curriculum or educational issues. There doesn't seem to be justification for expansion with declining enrollments. Also, how many past and current students live in Quincy? It, not is, many. More, <laughs> it is more appropriate that the college, if it continues, 
becomes part of the state system, especially if most students are non-Quincy residents. Spending and development are totally out of control with the same people getting contracts. The new buildings do not reflect the historic heritage of Quincy either. Yeah, I agree with I agree with that one too. I actually got a lot of phone calls too, Kevin, with people telling me that they absolutely agreed that it should be part of the state. Yeah. And here's a here's the other caveat of that. Quincy College does service Quincy kids and it does service people who have who go on, but it can still service those same people if it becomes part of the state. The story doesn't change. The building doesn't make it better. Yeah. This one's from John. I believe this is a terrible idea. It's a failing project and it will be a bottomless cash pit. City government should not be in the business of trying to fund and run a college. Next, the mayor will state he will build and fund a new hospital. Seems like every other month, it's a $25 million project. Yeah, we actually would need something for the medical emergency. I actually agree that that was a big mistake we let yeah. go, but not the college. I think the college has to stand on its own like There's it was. There's a moral obligation to keep a college, but not a hospital. A moral obligation, so, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, and this is from Michael. Uh, becoming part of the state system is a great idea. City-run college is not an expense we can afford. There is a reason there are no others. Being part of the mass community colleges would be an outstanding way to keep the school and take the burden off the Quincy taxpayers. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. Then we have a couple maybe longer, but well thought out letters. Um, Inundated, I would say, <laughs> is how many letters inundated. we had. <laughs> this is from Joe. Uh, it's been really enlightening listening to the past couple of weeks. However, it's also alarming as I realized that so much is happening under the noses of Quincy residents. Technically, the meetings happen in the open and we can watch, but most people do not. And even if they did, the issues are hard to track. Dis discussions get tabled or continued often, and the information is hard for the uninitiated to follow. Traditionally, local press translate and discern the information for the public's consumption, but there are not enough journalists on the beat. I've only tabled one thing. <laughs> <laughs> but he's right. I mean, there's... Yeah. I agree. But we don't, we don't, I will say, and, and I, it's not their fault. It's not their fault. It's not. It's not the local paper's fault, and it's also not necessarily the person who tunes in, because we don't actually even recap. They just go <laughs> pass on the reading. So yeah. if you're turning in and you're like, all you're doing is voting, but people are like, what are you voting on? So yeah. I agree with. I agree with that one. Right, and then this one, in my opinion, Quin Quincy College. This is from Bill is an endeavor whose time has come and gone. I don't believe the college is self self sustaining. And a, new and a new building to house it will only add to the problem. Across the country, colleges are closing due to dwindling enrollment. This has been happening for years. From a March 22, 2019 story in the U.S. News & World Report, some forecasters, including famed Harvard, Harvard business professor Clayton Christensen, predicts as many as half of all universities will close or go bankrupt in the next decade. I mean, that's a really severe uh, prediction. If we don't want to become part of the state, we should actually make a yeah. phone call to Eastern Nazarene. Right. I mean, it's it's important that we, if we're going to try to save colleges, we should be trying to save both. And, and but, we should, the taxpayer should be. But here's the it. main reason. The crisis is largely, largely driven by declining enrollment facilitated by the Great Recession, which resulted in a significant drop in U.S. birth rate. Mm -hmm. Scholars estimate that nearly 2.3 million fewer babies were born between 2008 and 2013 which when combined with the expansion of higher education offerings in the decades preceding that mean too many slots compared to the number of applicants. That would be the 2025 cliff. And I did bring that up also with the city council, Kevin. And unfortunately, the the, the president said to me that um, he read the articles, he knows of them, and they're going to 
work the plan, yeah. which there's no plan because yeah. you're not, you're not, and, and you know, they're going to, they're going to adapt as they go. Colleges are planning for that now. And we're already, in, we're already in the hole. Right. So. And then he goes on. In fact, just seven years from now, he estimates there will be 32 to 40 to 32,000 to 54,000 fewer college age students in New England. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's why I really think when I was asking these questions and people thought I was being tough, I'm not being tough. I'm being real. We have to be real that we can't do this college. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. And then he just reemphasized, based on the above, it does not seem to be a wise use of residential taxpayer money to build a new home for something that seems to have a limited future unless it becomes heavily subsidized by the city of Quincy residential taxpayers. And yeah. that's that's the main point yeah. we have to get through to, um, to uh, city councilors. To the administration. Yeah. Well, the administration is tone deaf because this is what they want. And, you know, just because they want it doesn't mean it's right. And it's it's actually really wrong. So Right. And then um, this is just for giggles. But there are, are, are Reddit Reddit posts on our Boston that that someone sent us after the finance meeting. And they were going off about the architectural <laughs> design. Um, and there's some pretty funny ones in here. I'll, I'll put the link in the notes section if you're interested in following this feed, but I'll just read a couple. If ITT Tech was going to reappear and build itself a new headquarters, that's exactly what it would look like, which is kind of funny. And then, looks like a wedding cake for Tony Soprano's daughter. And then the funniest one was very simple, neoclassical. <laughs> they were funny. They were, and actually, I think maybe I could be wrong, but I think maybe the administration did read some of them because then all of a sudden it was a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah it became a cartoon very fast. But so the real concern I have, and it's really we have we we're you know for us to be able to take an action, we want people who are listening to this show to share this information. Share your counselor's phone numbers: mine six one seven seven one nine seven three seven eight. Call me. But I'm telling you right now, I'm hearing from everybody. I know, I, I know we're in the right path. But call the other counselors. Call your administration, make them pull this back. I have a resolve that's going to come out on May 3rd. And that resolve is to ask, you know, Quincy College, the city council to ask Quincy College to go and work with the state and become part of the state community colleges. We need it here on the South Shore. It's long overweight. It's long overdue. And, you know, the reality of it is it would save Quincy College. And it has nothing to do with the home. The state will find the home for it. So it's important that we... We really push your elected officials to hear you because if you don't, we will be paying for a 15, 16 story building. And I know the mayor is asking um, on his video, he's asking residents that uh, may have gone to Quincy College to write in and stuff. So I support so, that, though. You know, my niece went to Quincy College yeah. and she did a great job and she's she's teaching now at Beth Israel for, and, as, and has her master's from Simmons. Simmons. But here's the thing. Quincy College has... But a new building's not going to save it. The state college system may save it. It may save it. So write write all you want. Write all you want. If you really want to save the college... The end of the story is you went to Quincy College and you're successful. Phenomenal. We want Quincy College to succeed too. We just don't want to pay $123 million for a building that isn't going to help it succeed. That's the low end. That's I know. <laughs> I was doing the math that and I was like, wow, they actually gave me a number. But yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's concerning. So please call. I mean, you can find your numbers on the, on, on quincymass.gov and you can find all of our phone numbers. Give everybody a phone call and tell them what you think about this. And right. you know, now is the time. If you think this is the wrong project or any project's the wrong project, let's get involved, people. So that was a jam-packed episode, Anne. It was. Just to let everybody know too, the um, the May 3rd is a regular Quincy, Co- Quincy Council meeting. The mayor will be presenting his 2022 budget. And then on May 12th, it's the follow-up second meeting for Quincy College. 
So the finance, the finance committee. committee yep. Yeah. So please call. I'm I'm begging you. We enjoy all of your letters, but more importantly, we want you to send them to us. I want to hear from you, but call the other counselors too because they're doing a job and they want to hear from you. Great. So that, like I said, that was a jam-packed episode. It Can't wait fun. till the next one. Um, so we'll see you again on City Limits. Thank you very much, everybody. Bye-bye.